0: Hey punters and welcome to Inside 50. Nick Quinn and Shane Crawford as per usual and our very special guest this week, a man that played 142 games for the St Kilda Footy Club, 81 games for the Collingwood Footy Club and what about this for a footy resume? A premiership player, St Kilda captain, best and fairest winner and an All-Australian. A very warm welcome to Luke Ball. Thanks,
1: Nick. G'day, Croft. <laughs>
0: Thanks for having you. me.
1: Yeah.
2: Almost good. a hawk oh, he was too, you know, like uh, when I know when we go back through his, his history, but um, I think it was a pretty much a flip of the coin, um, you know, because it was a super draft back then, um, three of the very finest mm. and good guys as well. So well, uh, well, almost a, a hawk.
1: I, yeah. I was a mad hawk growing up. I've listened to a few of the, the pods and I know you go right back to who you're buried for and I was. I was a... I was born into a Hawthorne family, I suppose, even though Dad played, uh, I think, 40-odd games for South Melbourne um, and was assistant coach for South. I was actually born in Sydney. so um, And back then, jumping around a bit, back then the father-son rule was 50 games. And he, I think, I'm think pretty sure he played 43. So I was seven short of being eligible to be taken by Sydney, which would have happened at the time because there was no bidding or anything back then. Um, and a handful of games for Richmond as well, but I never saw that. That was before our time. But um, Mum's brother was Peter Russo, so Mum was a Russo. Uh, and Mum's younger sister Bernadette, who you know, married John Kennedy Junior. So I was born into a Hawthorne family in the eighties, which wasn't a bad time, crawl for the as you know for the Hawks. So I was a, a initially a Dermy and, and Dunstall and Dipper disciple, and then I became a big fan of, of number nine when he took over from um, – so i will start the pod with a little pump up for short Sean for Burgoyne, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dipper. <laughs> Dipper, but yeah, Croft. you know, through those. Uh, well, tough times, tougher times for the Boy, club, yes. obviously, but Very tough. one man shone pretty bright through
0: that period. No, absolute superstar. So what do you remember about going to watch Croft and then playing against Croft?
1: Used to go every week. Um, Did you? I, I was a horrible – I was uh, right from a – Very very early out to Waverley, yeah, and yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember. I remember the car park, and um, it seemed like another world away back then when you were a kid. And now, you know, you drive past it, and you still see the relics of the of the stand there, and and, um, it's not that far at all on the on the freeway, of course. But, um, and I was a horrible uh, watcher of footy. I had a really early early case of. uh, what's the word? probably performance anxiety anxiety which I actually carried into my into my young playing days as well but if the game was close I'd disappear I couldn't watch I'd either head <laughs> off head off back behind the stands in the bathroom or or just probably cuddle into mum and, and not want yep. to know until the siren went but um, yeah I, I did used to and then you know back there I was lucky enough to, to be taken down to the room sometimes by by the uncles and, and meet some of the players and then um, and then, you yeah, really, yeah, still supported them probably up until about those teenage years where you start playing yourself and 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 worrying about yourself a bit more. On and the you weekends. were
0: very close to playing with your first cousin Josh Kennedy then, either at Hawthorne or at Sydney through that father son rule.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, uh, Josh is about four years younger, and we, we our families are pretty close. We we um you know grew up and spent a lot of time together, Josh. Um. So I got an older brother who who played with Crawford a few games at, at Hawthorne as well, but um, good fella, Matty. We, yeah, we 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 like to say that we taught Josh everything he <laughs> knows. And <laughs> well, to be thing, honest, one anyway, thing you saying he, yeah. he had a great work
2: ethic, um, and that is one thing. Like even when Hawthorne at the time you know, like we're, we're saying, listen, if if there's something else out there where mm. there's going to be opportunity, we understand. But him and, along with Benny McGlynn at the time, were really good clubmen, mm. really great for our footy club, hard workers. And it was no surprise to see him go on and actually have great success elsewhere. Well, yeah,
1: once he got the opportunity, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're right. And, and the, I mean, what a, what a move it's been. He's had a Unbelievable, and mm. it's still going, isn't he? An unbelievable career at Sydney. Oh, I didn't see it. And they, just be those honest, big shoulders. He's
2: got those massive... Blessed physically, let's
1: be honest. Family yeah, shoulders. Yeah, reasonably <laughs> blessed physically. Yeah, did all right, didn't he? John Had
2: Kennedy Sr., John Kennedy yeah. Jr., and then, you know, I'll the Yeah, yeah. Just, they've all got those... If you look at them, they've all got the massive shoulders. do
1: not have to do weights. They, there was a period there where they'd <laughs> keep him out of the weight room because he looked at a weight and put on weight. But <laughs> no, he's... And, and yeah, I... I he wouldn't mind me saying I didn't see it panning out as well as it has for him. You know he, he always had yeah, talent, absolutely. but the way it's um, the way it's played out, and they, he just found a perfect fit, didn't he, up yep. there in Sydney? Um, he, between him and the club, he's captain of the club now, and and he's going again, and he hopefully will play his 300th game next year.
2: Amazing. But you you said opportunity. Sometimes you just need an opportunity, and if, and if you can mix that with hard work. And I put Sam Mitchell in the same boat, you know, like he just needed an opportunity because there was a knock on him, too slow, he, he can't run, his endurance is no good, yeah. you know, but um, just needed a chance, yeah. you needed a bit of belief and then all of a sudden, look at him. they go on to play 200, 300 games, it's quite
1: incredible. Yeah, there's some great stories across the comp like that, isn't there? And they happen every year, you know, thinking about guys that I played against, um, yeah, you know, Matt Prittis, another one, Brownlow medalist mm. um, out of the rookie list. Yeah, I, there's there's cases and and uh, great examples of that uh, through time, isn't there? Uh, and still we see them see them today, which is what makes the game great, isn't it? It's not about it's still a game for everyone. Uh, you don't have to be the tallest, fastest. Even now, you, know, you look at handy
2: but the, the best player. Well, everyone thinks Ollie Wines might win the you know the Brownlow medal, and uh, he's been one of the best players all year. He's, he's not one of those line breakers, mm. you know, just destroying games. He's just one of those bulls that just keeps charging, just keeps working. Mm. And, you know, so it is all shapes and sizes, which is what we love. Mm.
0: Good thing about it for sure. Now, you mentioned that performance anxiety, and that was evident from a young age. Tell us about your under nine career where your parents pulled you out in the first year.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You've done your research. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, what do you mean? They pulled you out of footy? They did. I I, I um, you were scared, or I, I was. Yeah, no, I was. It was a. It was a. Well, that changed. I look back now. Well, <laughs> no, I look back now. It was. It was um, right for. There's a good old saying. I think it was Vince Lombardi. Early success is a bad teacher. I, I, I was. I was. Um, you know, I was one of the talented kids. I suppose going. You know, Vic kick, and you go right through, and and they thought I was ready to play uh, in the older age group. At the time, So I think I was under eight, but they put me in the under nines because I was, you know, I'm um, getting bored at vit kick or whatever. Um, but it got to the point where I, I'd, even at that age, I put so much expectation on myself to play well and thought that everyone um, was thinking that, that I had to be the best player on the ground. That I didn't want to get out of the car. And, and I, two games into that under nine season, which I mean, I've got young kids now think about yeah. it, how, how ridiculous, but two games into that under nine season, um, in the end, Mum and Dad said, "Righto, that's enough." Yeah, I uh, got to the stage where I'd get to the ground. Um, I'd be in tears; wouldn't want to get out of the car. So they just pulled me out for that year. And then the next year, I started in my rightful age group as an under nine, but and still struggled with it a bit though. Right through to about thirteen or fourteen, where um, I had a um, I actually had a, a, a seminal moment. I was it was in athletics, course, So I was I was doing the hundred meter sprint yeah. um, at a at a uh, championships of some sort. And again, you know, individual sport, even worse. I had to thought I had to win everything. And I ran and I came second, got beaten on the line by a kid from Sale or something like that. But I ran my personal best by a long way. Yep. And that was a moment that, you know, mum still talks about now that I thought, okay, the old saying, as long as you do your best, you, yep. you can be happy with the result. And, and from there, my mindset started to change a bit. And from a footy point of view, you realise that, you know, that's the beauty of the team sport, that you don't have to... Do everything yourself. You don't have to rely on um, yourself. You you, you do your bit and you rely on your 21 other teammates and, and, and you accept the result that comes from that.
2: You know how you were crying getting out of the car as a junior? Well, it happened to me when I was at Hawthorne during the tough days. Yeah. I'd drive to games on the weekend I'm not getting out of the car to today. Out. I yeah. don't know who's going to turn up today,
0: yeah. what's going to
1: happen. No, well, well, it weren't the last tears I shed over my footy career either. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah,
0: Was it the pressure that you put on yourself, though, to perform well personally, or was it just one of those kids that you were so petrified of losing it took all the fun out of the game?
1: Good question. Probably a bit of both, I think. Yeah, probably a bit of both. And. Uh, and, you know, I do reflect on it now that, that even from an early age, I, I probably had a bit of a love-hate relationship with footy. I, you know, that's not being too dramatic to say that. Um, and, and, yeah, it started, it was sort of born and fostered from that very early age where, um, you know, I was one of the better kids in my age group. So from an early age, I did feel like I had this – expect. I had it on myself and I felt like I had this expectation on me that every time I stepped out to do something that everyone expected me to do it well. That's um, not a great place to be at that and
2: age. And you want to do it well. You yeah, know? Like, yeah you, you do. You feel like you're not contributing, um, you know – you just feel like you're not contributing as well yeah. as you can if if you're not the best player. Where, yeah. So it's a dangerous headspace. It is. And it's a dangerous mindset to have because you can't be the best player every game. Like even at AFL level, you know, as much especially. as you want to be. Yep. And I, you know, I want to be the best player every week. But the thing is, it can't happen. It doesn't happen
1: like that. Yeah, exactly. And and especially, and I said now I've got kids myself, I would be conscious of it, you know that, uh, and you sort of look for look for bits and pieces of yourself in 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 your younger kids, and and just conscious of yeah, it, it has to be about enjoyment to a, you know to a to an age or a point where you can start taking it a bit more seriously. Um, I I'd, yeah, and, and it certainly wasn't. It had nothing to do with my parents. They it had nothing to do with anyone else. it Was all inbuilt what I was feeling. Yeah. So, um, you're reflecting on it now. It led to it. It sort of uh, led to a bit of a love-hate relationship with, with the game, I guess.
0: Through your teenage years, you're an outstanding junior. Did you enjoy it more during that period?
1: No, it, it, same thing. It, it sort of, I, I learned to live with it a bit more, um, but I still felt that expectation. I, I think you just become a bit wiser to the fact that with a game like footy, uh, you have to um, c- uh, come out of yourself and, and embrace being a, a teammate. And, you know, if you want to play in good teams, you, you know, all the good teams, your, teams you play in, it's, it's about, you know, Every player subjugating their ego to the good of the team. So um, I learnt that, you know, going through those teenage years. But I still had that, I still had that pressure, that feeling that because as you progress along and you make, you know, state teams and all that sort of stuff, and and people start to and you take it a bit more seriously, and and um, and people start to talk about you a little bit more. That that was still there. But when I went out on the field, I I I was clearer that. Um, I'm just one of 22 here, and if I'd play my role and do my bit for the team, and and some days that means you have a good day, Croft, you know, you get more of the footy or whatever it was, um, and other days it doesn't, but if you, you know, if you do your best for the team, then you can accept the result.
0: As a team, what were you like? As a team... No, teen, and I mean oh, on a the team,
2: field. Oh, teen, oh, no, teen. teen. Um, oh, no, I, I was very much the same mindset, you know, like you f- I felt like I had to be the best you know, I had to be the best player all the time. So it does put a lot of pressure on you. But, um, you know, but then even school footy, it's funny because we've spoken to Jack Watts who who loved his school footy, year 10 footy yeah. at Brighton Grammar. And I was very much the same. Like the fun for me and like AFL footy wasn't a lot of fun, you know. And I wish it was. And even towards the end of my career, that was my goal. My goal was I need to have fun. I need to enjoy and appreciate what I'm doing. You know, even when I'm going out in the game, I need to smile mm. and take it all in. So um, I, I get it. You know, when, once you're playing school footy and you're playing with your mates and you're trying to help and play in a team, it's it's pretty cool. It's a cool feeling, um, you know, from that point of view. But you always want yourself to be, Quinny, you always want yourself to be one of the better players because, you know, you're hoping for more opportunity and hopefully for a dream to come true, which was also playing <laughs> AFL footy.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We spoke earlier about the guys that that have done it the hard way. You mentioned Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is a great example, isn't it? A guy who got overlooked in drafts, and well, he was a super talented um, junior. I remember watching yeah. him play with my brother, but got overlooked, overlooked. And I sort of uh, part of me thinks, or uh, well, wishes that I had a been uh, in that boat rather than being uh, touted all the way through high draft pick and all that sort of stuff. And there's no, um, you know, there's plenty of high draft picks that 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 have that that. Uh, that work work ethic and have gone on to be all time greats, but or at least wonder, you know, if I had have been someone who maybe had to work a bit harder for it, you know, funny, you know, sort of understand what I'm saying that that um, maybe I would have enjoyed the the spoils a bit more or had less pressure on me because I'd been through a bit more to get there and maybe had a bit more perspective. You know, I played with guys who who got who came into the system early 20s and they'd finished school and uni, travelled a bit. Yep. Worked behind a bar, um, hung out know, at a backpacker. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe With dug some holes. Again. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were tradies, all that sort of stuff, and they just, they just had a, a better um,
2: grip on it. A things, better yeah. grip on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit of a better uh, ability to be resilient um, than maybe the eighteen-year-old who's the top ten draft pick that comes out.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I always say that, like we're in a, a um, we're in a cocoon in the we're obviously in a bubble and. We've grown up in that bubble, you know, you virtually come straight out of football, you're in that bubble until you come out of it. And we're always told, got to make the most of your opportunity, mm-hmm. this is your only chance at life, you've got to go for it, you know, so if anything, you're sort of brainwashed that this is it. And I, I totally get that, you know, players who have done it the hard way have had a different opportunity, different path more perspective on things, um, you often see them really shine and, and thrive. So, um, no, I totally get it. And that's that's probably the hardest thing, I think, with football is you want to enjoy the environment, you want to put everything into it, but you also want to be ready to move out of it when you eventually get to the end, which is not always easy as well.
1: I found it hard not to treat it as a, as a job, as a profession. Yeah, I agree. I I, and don't get me wrong, there were some um, amazing parts of it, enjoyable parts, the, the locker room, you know, the stuff... Uh, around or outside where, you know, some of the trading camps.
2: um, Mondays when you you win, the team does well, everything. It's just a great feeling. You just feel (laughs) bulletproof, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. but
2: And then when you lose, you know, media are on your back. You're on your own back. Coaches (laughs) are on your back. Supporters aren't happy. It's it's an amazing sport where you can go. And I always always love playing AFL footy because I could make my mum happy. Like, I could actually make her so proud of her son getting out and playing well and winning, you know. So, I was, I'm was, i like, jeez, I can control people's weeks. Like, not, not just me, but I'm like, if we do well, yeah. I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Yes, I had an amazing week. The team did so well. I can help, you know, some of my family feel very proud about, you know, someone in their family doing well. So it's quite powerful from, from that point of view, but it's also there's a lot of negative effects as well because getting that balance with it all, it's very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. And it, it does take you on a real roller coaster because AFL footy is a real roller coaster with your emotions. You need, to, you need to get a thick skin. You need to have a, a shield of armour that you can carry with you everywhere because, you know, you've got to put on a brave face. But I'm sure a lot of times behind that, there's not a lot of happy people because as you said it's it's a it's a job got yeah. to do my job well and at the moment my job's not working out the way I, I wanted to and i
1: think the my i think the the narrative around that is shifting a bit in recent times and, and you know the great um you think of richmond they've been quite public about it and and, and you know the, the, the people that have had they've brought into the club um, uh, talking about you know footy is something you do it's not who you are and that can be a, a little bit easier said than done because when you're in it, you've got this small window and you want to maximise it, like all the elite athletes across the world. Um, you know that whole question around balance is is an ongoing one because um, it sounds great, but if you if you unbalance the other way too, then all of a sudden the competition will go past you. So the best of the best across the world, okay, they might have a bit of balance and they might. Um, understand that, that footy is something that they just do, but they, they dedicate a lot of time to it, to, to holding their craft yeah. and getting better. But that whole thing around um, you know, footy is something you do, it's not who you are, I think that has become a lot more accepted across the comp and a lot more promoted, I think, across the, uh, the competition and the playing, the playing cohort.
3: History beckons the AFL footy finals are here. Be a part of the action with Tab's Same Game Multi where you can combine your favourite AFL markets like Head to Head, Anytime Goal Kicker and Total Disposals all in the one bet to get bigger odds. Available during the entire final series on the Tab app and website. Build your AFL Same Game Multi with Tab today. Tab, long may we play.
0: Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. You were year 11 in 2001 and this is the draft just to recap how super it was. Number one, Luke Hodge. Number two, Luke Ball. Number three, Chris Judd. Number eight, Jimmy Bartel. Number 13, Nick Del Santo. Number 17, James Kelly. Number 36, Sam Mitchell. Number 37, Lee Montagna. Number 58, Dane Swan. Number 71, Brian Lake. Gary Ablett Jr. winning the father-son rule at pick 40. And we better throw him in at 32, Campbell Brown, just to keep him happy. That is incredible, that draft. Croft, what do you think, just hearing some of those names Uh, in that draft? Some of the greats
2: um, of all time, really, especially with what they not only brought from an individual point of view but from a team point of view. So I I can remember at the time that there was such discussion around how do they get the top three, you know, how how do they work it all out. I can still remember seeing photos of you Mm. with Chris Judd and um, Luke Hodge, um, it's it was, you know, even to this day, like there was still heavy debate. It's like, oh, oh, my goodness, I don't know which way they're going to go or what they're going to do. Um, it was pretty much a, a flip of the coin because I think even at the time, Luke Hodge had really bad groins. Mm. Mm. Uh, so he was a bit iffy. Chris Judd had bad shoulder. So there's question marks on that. Um, Borley, you are at Xavier, weren't you? You yep. Xavier yeah. boy. So, um, you know, just around the corner, and I know there was obviously Hawthorne connection. So, yeah, I'm sure they would have had plenty of nights sitting there debating, you know, we've got to get this right. We've got to make sure that, uh, you know, that that pick that you get, um, you know, is going to be involved with your club for a long, long time. Well, and you
1: remember, Crawford, Hawthorne had pick one by virtue of trading out some big names at the time, Trent Crow to, to Fremantle uh, yep. and Luke McFarlane.
2: Yeah, um, which was
1: re- a bit controversial at the yeah.
2: time because, um, you know, like especially with Trent Crowe, he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay, um, but the club just felt, no, it was time for that. And Luke McFarlane, I always thought, oh, hang on, we haven't scratched the surface yeah. with him as a player. Like I can remember him doing freaky things early, but he was just so raw and he was recruited from – playing, I think it was in the under-18s under, eight, uh, under 18s in Western Australia. I don't know what they call it. They call it... Um, Colts. The Colts, yep. that's it. So, and he was... He'd played like a handful of games and, you know, kicked bags of goals. Um, and he was a freakish talent. So I'm like, oh, why are we... While we were letting him, he was just settling in at Hawthorne. Those so, key
1: position players too, yeah.
2: Yeah, and he went on to have a, an amazing Broke, career yeah. as a defender yeah. when he was recruited as a forward because yeah. he could really leap and he could play as a forward. So, so Trent
1: Crowe came back obviously and, and played yeah. in that uh, that Premiership. So it worked out okay, and Hodge was okay. Let, let's yeah, he was handy.
0: He did okay. We'll give him a pass. Yeah, well, he, I'd like to say. A, he
1: took a while with Hodgey
0: though. Yeah. we, we
2: had, it was like a panel beater. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they Just Get in him there in the shape
2: there. a bit. Oh, <laughs> a lot. Well, get, so you but mentioned there was it. a lot of pressure on him early, yeah. and I I actually really felt bad for him, felt sorry for him, especially from some of my teammates in a jovial way would, you know, geez, you want to be able to play, geez, you've got to deliver. Mm. And the poor bloke couldn't
1: do much because of his groins. Yeah, he had the groins through his through the under eighteen years. So he didn't play a heap. Uh, he, he he dominated the years up until then. Um and but he, like I remember you're right, he was the country lad from Colac. He probably enjoyed a beer before his, you know, eighteenth birthday <laughs> back then <laughs> with the fake ID. But I, I remember I remember at draft camp I was really I was a skinny uh skinny kid oh, I remember <laughs> and you, know, you won't mind me saying this now because <laughs> it worked out okay for him but you do your skin fold test which is probably a bit silly on 18 year olds so I reckon I came in at 32 on the seven sites <laughs> <laughs> up stepped hodgy first sight the abdomen 36 <laughs> 36 so my total seven uh, uh, I, I right. had him covered with one but I'm um, the skin fold test but mate, that, uh, that's probably where you went wrong
2: that's yeah, probably where it was. was. But do you know what? He's already in shape. Well, we reckon we can get this guy. He's got more upside. He has got more upside. Yeah, might be able to get but him going uh, a bit. You <laughs> mentioned
1: I mean, So back then, you could be drafted as a 17-year-old. So funnily enough, that, that could. It wouldn't happen now. Those that group of names wouldn't. A lot of those names you read were the bottom ages. Um, now the draft, you have to be. It's Jan one. You you've got to be 18, which I think is a good thing. Um, but so Juddy was the best player in in the age group above us. Um, and when you come together to play. Uh, Teal Cup, I think it was called then, the 17 and 18s. Um But game two of the national championships, he, I reckon he had 10 in the first five minutes and then over he went over, put his arm down, and the shoulder popped out, and that was it mm-hmm. for the year. So that – and there are stories like this every year, aren't they? So that just maybe just pushed him back. And I think it was his – I think he'd had he, – it was his second shoulder recode before he'd turned 18. So that um, that pushed him back to three because, I yeah, he he was – he was clearly the best player at that point um, in that group, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- going right through, yeah. I mean, well, Swanee, we didn't know much about him back then. He was playing for Calder. Um, I played a fair bit a lot with Dale, you know, 300 games. I don't think you mentioned Lee Montagna. He, yeah, he was fifties. Was yeah, so we had a... Um, Saints had a loaded up that draft year. We had pick five, Xavier Clark was pick five, and, and Matt Maguire was in the 20s as well. So we had a, a big hand that year. Steve Johnson, I'm not sure if you mentioned him. So, anyway, so is it, you're right, there was a big draft. And I'm looking back now, I'd like to think we all contributed. Pretty evenly to, to the super draft. Now looking back, <laughs> that's what? a joke. That's a jo- no, it's serious no, I, though. I, well, I, mean, really, I think, I think we can. I think we can. I think our sort of on the outskirts a bit. We like to. Yeah, we like to talk talk about the fact that we were in it. Um, but you're right. I mean, there's some. I mean, Juddy last week as soon as he became eligible straight into as he should have been straight into the hall of fame. Um, so it is nice to be associated with that that list of of amazing. Players. There's no room
0: for modesty in these podcasts well, when you're okay. dealing with all me right. and Crawford just needs to be left to the door when you are in okay. and pump all yourself
1: all right. up. Noted. Noted. Now, we yeah. had
0: Jack Watts in last week and your junior career is eerily similar to his. Both year 11s drafted right at the top of the draft. The difference is Grant Thomas sends you back to do year 12 and be a normal kid where Melbourne puts him out in front of 75,000 people at the MCG yeah. when he's <laughs> as big as your finger at the moment. A-
2: and what? the, the night time activity. <laughs> so that's the, is, he was few pretty few good at that.
1: Oh, I, don't sell me short think, there, No, I'm not I, saying
2: you would. No, I'm, I'm just you. the way that you would go about it a bit different just, to just the way Jack it. used to. <laughs>
1: yeah. We yeah, loved just it. Just hide it a bit more. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, that's true, yeah. So, again, here, back then you'd be drafted as a 17-year-old, end of year 11. Um, and I, mean, I remember, so Hawks, Saints, early picks. Dockers had four. Uh, sorry, Eagles had three. Dockers had four. Um, and I remember... John Worsfold and Chris Connolly I think was the coach of the Dockers at the time, they came and visited our house and, and mum and dad were pretty strong on, um, we we really want him to finish his schooling here yep. and they were okay with that, they would have let me stay um, so if I had have got through I think it, you know I would have ended up in in Perth as Juddy and, and a few others did but um, as it worked out, uh, as you said picked by the Saints, so Tomo had connections with the school, he was happy for me to to go through there. And you mentioned, Jack, I mean, I I might have had the opportunity, I just wasn't ready and I was injured throughout a lot of that year as well. So I played a couple of games with um, Casey or it was an affiliate with the Saints Seconds, I think they were Casey at the time, got knocked out in one of them. Um, uh, Played the next week. No, I had a formal that night so I missed the formal. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't mine, it was someone else's. Um, Play. I got up and kept playing. Yeah, back then you would just straight back yeah, into it. But
2: would be right, shake but, it off
1: away. But yeah, I was nowhere near. I was a skinny like Jack, Yeah, you're right. I was a really skinny um, little little kid. Um, but yeah, really fortunate. At the time I allowed me to finish Year Twelve at the school. Played in the cricket team there. Played in, a, you know, so all all that sort of stuff, and I had a relatively normal um, Year Twelve school year. Still juggled sports, so I'd. Um, Two days a week, I think we'd finish at lunchtime. on would hop in a taxi, head straight to morabon to join in training, which was large. You get in the gym at the time and try and get a bit stronger. Um, but yeah, you know, really grateful that, that he allowed me to finish that year um, at school, which you know, Year Twelve. We talk about Year Twelves at the moment. How how much you feel for them because it is, you know, should be one of the best years of your life. So he allowed me to do that. Um, I remember the first term, I remember missing the missing the team photo. That wasn't a great start in January because um, I was mucking around after school. I was supposed to get straight. I hadn't put it in my diary. Oh, so early lesson there in being organised. I uh, hadn't put it in the diary. And school finished at one on the Wednesday. The photo was say at two, and I'm mucking around having a kick on the thing at a phone call, saying where are you? Um, missed the team photo.
2: How did you feel like then? My, honestly, I, first, I almost you know, yeah. You and, and sick. Up,
1: up the front, I went up the front. I went, and you know, there's Stuart Lowe, Nathan Burke, Robert Harvey, Fraser Gary, Jason Cripps, yep. some grumpy you know Spider old brooks. everett Peter Everett, yep. um, who didn't even know who I was then. <laughs> Sorry guys, I I just completely <laughs> forgot that it was on. So if you go back to the Saints Gee. 2002 team photo, <laughs> I'm an inset. <laughs> oh. I wasn't in it. They took a photo and, and stuck it they in. They, they stuck that. it in. Yeah, that's and right. I'd take one by myself. Technology wasn't
2: like it is these no, days where no, they can blend you in beautifully. No, and that's you know. right.
1: So that was a really yeah, really tough initiation. <laughs> so you looked like a cardboard cut had to out. get up. Yeah, but it was a good lesson to learn. Um, get yourself organised and mm. and don't be late. Uh, ever again, so...
2: Because oh, I don't think Spider Everett would have been late <laughs> to training or ever, yeah. you know, turn up there a few times. I just remember, you, you
1: know, he used to sit in the same seat up the back <laughs> corner every time we had this little theatre at Moorabbin, you don't have much, but this little chair up the back. And you can be pretty sure he wasn't listening most of the time, I think, without being too unfair to, to Spider. But it was daunting. It was, yeah, it was um, you know, Hamill and Gehrig and yeah. all these blokes and this skinny little 17-year-old kid in my school uniform. Sorry, everyone. I, late. Uh, yeah, I'm late. I missed the team photo.
2: What an introduction, though. You get Big Stewie Lowe, the biggest hands you've ever seen. Um, I remember no, shaking his
1: hand day one. No oh, wonder he
2: clunked all those yep. beautiful marks. Robert Harvey, the running machine, the amazing player that he was. Nathan Burke, just in and under.
1: Yep. Courage. Mm. Thompson. Yeah, well, no, we we were late. Then? So, yeah, you, that group, you know, so Rewalt, Kaczynski the year before. Self Del Santo Clark Maguire, Montagna and then Goddard the year after Sam Fisher we were very lucky to have you know so we had a good group of a um, good little team of young players to, to train with and and um, uh, and come together with there but geez we had some great role models I mean Rob Harvey you couldn't have a better one mm. um, you you played a lot of footy with with halves um, and the other guys that you mentioned you know Hamill Ad Hamill and, and Stevie Powell they brought into the club so uh, that group. Went pretty quickly from um, at the, being at the bottom of the ladder to to 2003. We just missed out on the finals, and then oh four, we, we had a training camp in London. Um, which, you know, Tomo's before his time with that sort of stuff. Uh, amazing training camp. He's, he's doing it tra-
2: tough at the moment, too, isn't he? He's
1: had a good little, good little couple of weeks. Yeah, he's had a good little windfall. I spoke million, to him. So yeah, he's going yeah. okay. He is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> um He's Who would want
2: to be an AFL coach? Exactly. <laughs> I said that.
1: I said, we couldn't get you back as an assistant coach at <laughs> the Collingwood. I said, you want to come and apply for the – I said, no, I'm all right. Just uh, collecting, yeah. yeah so, yeah, But no, he was great for that group and that mixture of youth and experience. And, and you know, we, we, went, we went from um, just outside to playing in prelims two years in a row and don't like to talk about it and reflect yeah. on it too much, but probably left one out there um, in, that, in that period. In terms of the the team that we had,
0: we'll touch on that in just a tick. Final question on the schooling and remembering, you've left your modesty at the door. You're a pretty good <laughs> student, looking at those VCE results.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, what yeah. Did, what was your score? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yes, that. you can. Oh, come on, like I can remember. Mine. So
2: good right. What was yours, Crow? Oh, back then it was like out of 168 okay. or something. Yeah, I reckon I got 38 or something. Yeah. Okay,
1: well I think I, I think I was got sort 20 of 20. You didn't react to that. I think I was somewhere about three times that.
0: So, <laughs> so did 99. Like that. Did you, no, 20? I was a bit under 99. Yeah, what, so did you get 98? 98,
1: 98ish. Yeah, 98 out of 100. I, 98.
0: No, you can't even get hundred. What?
1: Yeah, Again. I don't know how the system works back then. Anyways, that's not it what, what i teachers want students peaked. at exactly, Zega, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. I, it was no, all about opportunity. But that's sort of where I peaked intellectually, I think, and... A knocks in the head and it's been sort of downhill since then. Mate, cool.
2: that, that is unbelievable. And that that's a gift, you know, to be a, a great sportsman. And then on top of that, a great student. Incredible. My, um, my my, coach during at Assumption College was Ray Carroll. Yes. Um, wonderful coach. Coached there for 50 years. He was just incredible. Um, but he felt sorry for me, you know, because I'm from the bush and... Come from nothing, and um, <laughs> and I was bloody hopeless at school. You know, he knew that I just I needed to just, just hang around to run. for something. You wanted to play footy? I just yeah, just needed to get out and move around. So he he said, "Listen, you're having trouble with your English." I said, "Yeah, I got to do an essay." And he said, "Oh, what do you have to do an essay on?" And I said, "Oh, such and such." So borders, we obviously go every night. We'd have to do study for an hour and a half. And um, so he said, "What? So what's the essay?" And he was looking after us that night. And I said such and such. So end of the, the end of uh, the end of study, I got handed this essay, perfect, you know. And he said, "Listen, this will help you out, but you have got to put it in your own words." I didn't have my own words, Quinny, so I just copied it word for word, <laughs> and I've handed it in, and I've gone from an E minus to A an plus. A, A plus, and then <laughs> I got sent to the principal's office. <laughs> he almost lost his job. He almost, lost, yeah, he almost lost his job. Well, they job. say,
1: geez, we're, we're wrapped with your work, Shane, yeah, but, but it looks eerily like something that, that said, Ray Carroll did. They said, is this your work? Yeah. And I
2: said, well, <laughs> it's my writing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, look, I, I must, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, Mr. Carroll helped me. Yeah, that's true. He's helped me out and, and whatever, and he pulled me aside. Ray Carroll and just said, listen, you're meant to put it in your own words. And I said, I just don't have my own words, Ray. So anyway, for that one moment.
1: You thought he meant your own handwriting, not your own words. Yeah, I mean,
2: For one moment, I had an A plus in English. And I was, you know, I'm going to hold on to that for the rest of my life, <laughs> Quinny. Got that frame next to your brownie metal. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Although I got him in a
0: lot of trouble. Your poor teachers along the way.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, a very good teacher at Assumption College. But so when you're talking about, um, you know, playing good footy, so you, you loved your athletics.
1: What else? Cricket? Yeah, I was, yeah, back then I was, was yeah, cricket in the summer, footy in the winter, and, and a bit of aths um, yep. probably in the spring. Yeah.
2: So so was that always the running events or did you do long jump or high jump? Yeah, well,
1: people laugh now because of the way I ended up as a, but, but I was a sprinter. Yeah, I was, yep. I was, um, uh, before uh, you know, before my sort of body started to break down a bit, and 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 well, I probably just had to put on a bit more weight to be able to compete in the within, in the footy. But and, and then I lost a fair bit of that sort of speed and agility off the back of that. But but I was a sprinter at school. Yeah, one, two, four, uh, and long jump. Yeah, so yeah. I loved. You know, yeah, I mean, the Olympics. Yeah, how good? Yeah, so good. Oh, loved it. Yeah, and um, and there was probably a period where I yeah where I thought yeah I wouldn't mind being a 100-metre sprinter as well. You'd have to yeah. train as hard as everyone else, for sure. Oh, that oh, was the no, glamour l- event, wasn't it?
2: They get lots of rest in between each each yeah. uh, each run-through
1: or, you
0: yeah. know. He's, he's used, used to practice heavy. jumping out
1: of the blocks. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yep. And hold on.
0: Yeah, Right. Now, you mentioned the Saints rise. It happened pretty quickly in 2003. You finished 11th going 11 and 11, but just missed the finals. But it was 2004, a year that a lot of Saints supporters talk about their favourite team to watch. And you were so exciting. You came out of the blocks brilliantly. You didn't lose till round 11. That was against the Sydney Swans in that famous Nick Rewalt mark game. What was so good about that team and what made it click where you went from a team that wasn't making the finals to clearly the best team in the first half of the year?
1: Yeah, I touched on it. Bit before we we had a really great uh off season or yeah pre-season so um Grant Thomas took us over to London for three weeks, which is a nineteen twenty 20 year old. I mean, how good. It would have been tough. I'm thinking, looking back, now, it would have been tougher guys with kids. <laughs> but we're thinking, this group no, of young What likes, do you mean it would have been tough? Well, it would have been heavy. Yeah, well, like three say, weeks away from the kids they would Let's have had to be honest. say that it would have been tough. That's heaven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> no.
2: They're training us yeah. hard over yeah. here, honey. Yeah. Things are really tough. <laughs> Boys, we're heading to that night one tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great, it was fair. And he had a lot of, he, <laughs> Tom I was good mates with with the late Maury plant. You remember Maury? And he had a lot. Of, so we we trained with Colin Jackson, Daley Thompson. Yeah, um, right. uh, a swimmer who I can't, his name is
2: the greatest decathlete,
1: decathlete of all time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we had all these, all these unbelievable, which, you know, didn't appreciate when you were 19, kid. And we're just happy to be over there and, and knocking around with all the other young guys. Um, and mixed in back then, we mixed in with a bit of, and, and one thing Tomo was great at, and, um, and I spoke to him recently after he sold. It. He wanted me to mention this, probably. You know. <laughs> no, but but he was a bit before his time in terms of that whole culture building, um, which is yep. which is really the cornerstone of any good team at the moment. And Richmond have made it famous. Yeah,
2: he, he wasn't doing things by the book, was no, he? No, no,
1: he wasn't. And he said that people used to call me mad yeah. back then. But no, he was. And you know, he'd have he'd have forty players and staff over to his place. With his eight kids and amazing wife, and she'd cook us all a barbecue and, you know, and little things like that. And, you know, trips like this were a great example of, of being able to fast track uh, the connection between um, you as a playing group because you were out of your comfort zone. I remember we did an amazing race type thing where you were in groups, you know, when I was a young guy, in groups with some older players. So you had to get Along better, you had to sort of. So, where, where would you do that in Melbourne somewhere? Uh, no, no, this is, over this is over overseas. there. Yeah, one of the things yeah, we right. did. Yeah, so we're so racing we did, around London. Yeah, that's right. Having to knock on you know, tick off all these. We,
2: we did that down at Tassie, but <laughs> half the team got lost. <laughs> did
1: they? <that? Yeah.
2: laughs> we, we didn't. See well, it for we probably a couple couple of did.
1: Days. Yeah, but that's right. You had to rely on each other a bit. You know, we had yep. a map, you're on the tube, and all this sort of stuff. So, we had this you know, combination between we trained hard, um, you know, had some fun, and and then a lot of this sort of culture building stuff. And, uh, and so, that, that was the that. Uh, start to that next season, and we won the NAB Wizard Cup, whatever it was then, springboarded off the back of that. So we got fit, uh, we got connected, um, and we had a good mix of young and old. And back then, footy was still around, Crawford was still around, uh, a a lot more one-on-one, you know, Mm. this year you you win your contest. So it was still, um, I can't remember, but it would have been around, we're going to be the best contested ball, we're going to be the toughest team. Um, You know, Brisbane just won three in a row. You, you'd imagine the sort it, of it footy was that they hard were hard footy back then, it was it? When, yeah. you, when
2: you go, okay, here's my opponent. Yep. It wasn't okay. about the
1: interchange and running, yeah. It was and, f-
2: and then towards the end of your yep. career, you go, what's this? Th- we're zoning space? Yeah. Oh, I'm hovering here? Oh, yep. wow. So I'm a bit fresher now. Yeah, that so came in about things.
1: 08, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, Wolf so, Wolf so, and, 09, and I'm like,
2: yeah. where's this been? Yeah. Because you know, back in the day when you were one-on-one. Yep. And you go right, okay, gee, my man, how'd you get out there so quick? I was attacking the footy all of a sudden. So then you're on the bolt. You're bolting 150 to get back to make sure that he's not at the end kicking a goal. So
1: yeah, the and footy so was very it was, and, and hard, and, and the scoring was high because of that. You know, there wasn't there wasn't uh, there wasn't too much getting back to support your defence or team defence. There's a team defence that you're talking about. So big Fraser kicked 100 that year, and we were kicking cricket scores. You know, and we were kicking 30 goals. Um, some weeks, I think we were the, one of the highest. I think Fraser kicked 100. Rui really kicked 65-70. And Milney kicked 50-60. to 60. So, that, I wow. mean, when you think about that's, that. That's what, what did Harry Mackay win the Coleman with this year? 58. 50, yeah, 58. We had three bikes over that. Yeah, so d- footy was just different and it suited that And you have Austin Jones running from half-back down yeah, that's the, uh, that's uh, right. the length of the yeah. field kicking that's goals right. all the time yeah. as well. So we had some real tough nuts inside. And the standards that those guys set for us young guys were – uh, were amazing so you mentioned that rewalt mark um, which he still dines off obviously fair but enough it's it, it still filthy that it win, didn't win mark of the year but it was, it's one of the great great I think, <laughs> it's one of the great feats of, of all time year? Ashley Sampey. Who, who well that was, was a good, big good mark yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was
2: pretty spectacular <laughs> yeah, it was. but that and even Jack's this year just the courage, courage both those yeah, re- the combination. shot like yeah. wow
1: that is just that's car crash material. that stuff. but that was the expectation of that group of those young guys and so, and we all did it, yeah. And and so it was, um, it was a great team. How fun
0: one. was the year?
1: It was good for because again, the other you, you could you could we usually probably play on a Saturday, um, so you could go to Fitzroy Street on a Sunday as a nineteen, twenty year old, and maybe have a couple of drinks and not worry too much about being on. On a camera phone or anything like that. Not that we'd be silly, but you just could do that. That's and then you'd go to, you know, you turn up and train and get on the Monday. So there was still a, a bit of room for that. So it was, it was fun.
0: And they dominate the Mentone Hotel on a Wednesday night. The all the Saints oh, players at rocking, and we were like, "Oh, well, it's all over now." Oh, you were, there, yeah. were you there?
1: Yeah. Look at Quinny, it's, it's like he was disappointed. These well,
2: like, our oh, times have no, The Saints times are are... boys are here. Yeah. i have got to go <laughs> elsewhere.
1: What well, times have changed now? Though. Back I've yourself heard, in, Quinny. Well, I've heard now. I've heard that the times would be different. Now.
2: The times have changed hey. ever since he went to
1: New Orleans. <laughs> to New York, that was that what it was? And he'd yeah. go
2: missing every night. <laughs> okay. Glenn Archer was telling, us "He
1: just he'd just go missing." <laughs> Reputation <God>. r- <laughs> precedes <laughs> him now.
0: Every time I try to play on the front
1: foot, I i up getting bounced again. Now we'd be getting.
0: front would be getting front center
2: to Quinnie now. Well, they again right. better than Buddy Franklin back in his day. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, after finishing third at the end of the home and away season, you go on and play Port in an f- infamous prelim final. Tell us about that night, a crazy night of football.
1: Yeah, out at uh, Amy Park. Remember playing out there? I mean, they were... Um, it was a hostile environment, that one. Uh, and Port... I mean, so Port had gone, you know, finished on top, missed out. Finished on top, missed out. They had the monkey on the back a bit. Got themselves to a prelim. So we... We were on the rise, on the way up, and we were in good form. Um, and the first quarter, I think we go bang, bang, bang. Fraser kicks his hundredth, and we we jump them. We're away, uh, and then um, the crowd invades the the pitch, the ground, huh. to get around Fraser for kicking his hundredth goal. A couple of which are, and, and you still see the footage now. A couple of them are my some of my stupid mates from school <laughs> that are driven over, driven, packed the car up, and driven over for the game, and they're Saints supporters and and you see them now running out and they're in the footage running around. And so I still tell I mean you cost us the cost us the premiership because we would have you know we would carry that momentum through to the rest of the game um and, and gone on to beat Brisbane the, the year after. So they um they still feel very much responsible for for not for for St Kilda not having won their second premiership. What a story to tell,
2: in. you know. Packing the car, car full of mates. Yeah, that's nothing but trouble heading to I South know. Australia yeah, for yeah,
1: a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but and then, then you know, it was a see-sawing, seesawing, affair from there. I remember Roger James was amazing for Port. He was a you know underrated player, uh, and we got ourselves in front, I think, and then Gavin Wanganeen, who who Stevie Baker had blanketed for the whole game, bobbed up and kicked one. Out of his backside, so, which well, actually not out of his back, because he could do that um, from from the opposite pocket, from about forty nine meters out, to put him in front, um, and then the ball goes down the other end, and Goo, Gooey misses a chance to, to kick one off the ground. Sean had another one of his amazing moments. So, so uh, I mean, I was we were I was young, with twenty, and I remember thinking, you know, okay, missed opportunity, and, and, and but looking back now, again, didn't appreciate that they're so hard to win, they're so hard to get to, because as a young group, we, we just thought. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, be we'll be back, back, next, we'll be back year. next year. Or the year after, the year after, the year after. We'll be here for the next six to eight. You know, whereas, obviously, that's not that's not how footy is. That's not the case. Um, so, yeah, a, a, missed, a, a missed opportunity there, obviously. But, I mean, but Port, you know, over that period, they've been a great team. And, you know, you'd argue that they certainly deserve their success the, the week after. And it,
2: it's... When you play over in front of those crowds, it's it's hard to describe because you do feel like, you know, you're thinking, wow, have a look at this crowd, um, you know, and they talk about 19th man. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a massive uh, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd man, mm. you know, because I think it's a huge advantage, especially when they – start to get back into the game, start Mm. to believe in themselves, the crowd lifts, you can imagine going and playing somewhere and having 95% of the support. Yeah. How are you going to feel about yourself, Quinny, every time you walk into that pub, hey? 95% 95% of the women just go, Quinny's here, how good is that?
1: <laughs> and I can hear... You're going to
2: feel good about yourself and you're going to lift.
1: That's it. You're going to rise. And, con- they and conversely, to if, they were throwing, <laughs> if you walk past them and they're throwing insults at you, which we're being the visiting team, that's not ideal
0: either. All cups of something got thrown at well, the court no, Monday, I got, I got spat on a
2: few times. Um, well, they no. were, yeah. Yeah. and you know and you're leading your team out as captain and you're like you, yeah. you go to one of your vice captains you lead him out today <laughs> <laughs> serious what why oh no no you lead him out I'm just going to do something back here go, uh, you just know the first person's going to cop it on the way through
0: Twelve months later, the Saints are back in a prelim, 2005 against the Sydney Swans. You went into the game relatively warm favourite. Sydney terrific that night and went on won the flag. But again, it must you must look back at that one a bit of a missed opportunity.
1: Absolutely, and that one was a little bit different. We I think we were uh, possibly the best team across the the duration of that year, but just peaked a little bit too early and went into that final series really banged up with some some injuries to some key players. Um. Yeah, Hamill, um, Luke Penny, uh, there's there's others too. We we just weren't, uh, we didn't hit that part of the year uh, cherry ripe. Uh, I, I was starting to struggle with too that um, too with my, my groins, and we were I think we were eleven points up three quarter time, and the Swans kicked six to nothing and and ran all over us in that uh, in that last quarter. Yeah, so that one really hurt too. Um, uh, yeah, but again, being young, you thought okay you know, another one but but we're just doing our time, we're biding our time. But but the older players, you know, the, the senior players, I think it resonated when you when you you know, when you saw um or, or spoke to them. It was it was no, these these don't come around every year you gotta you gotta um you gotta try and take them and make the most of it. But that, that was the year where we thought we were the best team and, and and weren't the best team that night. And then obviously you sat back and watched Sydney roll on and win the week after.
0: So twice in two years, you've lost close prelims yeah. to a team that's won it's the Premiership up, yeah. the next week. A year later, you play it back again. Things are looking good for most of the season, but then you go into the finals. You're up against Melbourne. Again, a game you're expected to win, and then it all ended very suddenly for Grant Thomas.
1: Yeah, it did, yeah, and, and same sort of thing. We we weren't as strong that year, but 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 injuries and, and, uh, and form a bit and dropped off, and, and Melbourne were... A younger team on the rise, and and I think we're at, same thing. I think we're up at half time. It just faded again and and got beat, and, and that was a elimination final. So, and then you're right. I I remember I was sitting around in um, Nick Del Sano's backyard. I think probably on the Monday, maybe having a few beers, and um, the text or call went out that, that Tomo's been sacked. Um, didn't really believe it at the start, yeah, because you know we just just Got knocked out of the finals. With the finals three years in a row, and and you know, we'd, it was our first. to know anything, but but Tomo, um, so it was a bit of a shock. Uh, and then you know, after a couple of, couple of hours, it sunk in a bit, and we I think we all ended up going over to to, to Tomo's house that afternoon um, to to console him a bit. Yeah, I think that was that was sort of how it played out.
2: And what was go- what did he say? What what was he 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 was just saying? I just didn't get that last piece done, I, I, we'd made good improvement, or he was just like, no, nah, it's just not accepting, not winning a premiership over the last few years?
1: Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, oh, from in terms of the reasons why it, it happened, oh, yes. look, i oh, are not too sure about, I mean, it was sort of public at the time, and Rod, you know, Rod Butters was the president, and, and he, he was, they, he, they were he did mates, and they had a bit of a, a fallout off the well, back of Yeah, so, he did, yeah, yeah, so they had so their people reasons. got that,
2: scared. To have a coach who would try things and and do it a bit different, and then they'd really question, oh, should we be doing it like everyone else? You know that sheep mentality. Just yeah, and I think the other thing that was happening. Other.
1: Yeah, I think the other thing that was happening was that, that footy departments were changing a bit. The amount of um, the amount of time, and you know, there wasn't a soft cap or anything back then. Yeah, you know, even five years before that, Crawford we were There was a senior coach and a couple of assistants. Maybe a reserves coach who looked after the young guys. Footy clubs are starting to really bolster that, you know, and invest in that area. And I think there was um, maybe a bit of a thought that we were lagging behind a bit from that point of view, and maybe some maybe some differing opinions at the, at the mm. you know at the top uh, around where to go with that. And so it was a pretty bold move when you think about it. Looking back, not many coaches who played. Three years of consecutive finals, including two prelims, get moved on, but um, especially at St Kilda, who uh, hadn't
2: been a part of the finals. That's right, exactly. Yeah,
1: so it was a shock. Yeah, we were still young for it to not really maybe hit us. I think some of the guys, um, I mean, he'd he'd been a real father figure too. The guys that had moved from interstate and all that sort of stuff. But it did, it did um, affect us all. Yeah, we we, we certainly all, you know, really loved our time under him. and so yeah, he, he was he was really devastated because he was hes so invested in it as well. He played at the club. he's a secular person, and he was so desperate to deliver the club that that second premiership um and and ultimately it wasn't you know it wasn't to be for him so but it's the same with him I mean you just you, you sort of have to move on as a player as a player yeah, you have to you, move yeah, on you so gotta, quick. you got you, got to, can't, you, can't you can dwell. sort of support yeah you got to, you can support the person. Um, at the time but then you've got to to back the club really you've got to back the people making the decisions at the club especially as a younger player and that's sort of how it was that's how it played out
2: and Rod Butters was obviously pulling the strings at the time but then it was well documented down the track that he lost his way as well so it's it's funny people get themselves in a position where they're really pulling the strings but then they end off Mm -hmm. the tracks as well so you must scratch your head when you look back at, at things that have happened and, and flowed on from, you know, clubs falling apart and falling down.
1: Oh, I think we see it now to, to get to, to to taste the ultimate success and then um, have sustained success at the club. You need – you can't have that, can you? You need to have stability in starting with, say, the four key pillars. I think, you know, you think president, CEO, uh, footy manager, coach, um, and then maybe even captain. Yeah, look at Geelong. I and mean, they've had an unbelievable. Okay, they haven't won as many premierships as maybe they would have liked in the last ten years, but yeah, I, I would regard them as being the most or, uh, unbelievably successful over that period. And they've just had stability at all those key posts, haven't they? So, bit of it's maybe it's a bit of its fortune, but but more often than not, um, it, it's not. It's good management, isn't it, and good people, and all those key posts that to, to have that stability to allow you to. To allow their people to be the best they can be, and we had it for a bit there, and then it just sort of you know became a bit unstable. And and you once that happens, you you no chance. It's it's hard enough to fight you in, in such a tough competition. It's hard enough to fight those external battles if you're fighting internal ones, isn't it? So that that's um that's what happened there for that period, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, you need in a football club, you need everyone on the same page. Which that's I always say with the coaches. I, any coach that can get a team to perform as a team, I, I really admire because that is such a, a hard task, you know, having them think about the team 100% of the time. And then on the back of that, off field, you know, everyone running the football club, they too, you know, you, you look at Carlton, unfortunately, at the moment, the information leaking out of there, you know, and Hawthorne, we were there at one stage. So when, when that when information starts to come out of football clubs, you know, you're pretty much just sinking ship and it's it's a real worry. So, you know, we've all been there. All the clubs have been there. The good ones go, do you know what? Let's patch it up. Let's find a way forward. And that was obviously the the case with St Kilda at that time.
0: The fact that after he got the news, you're all round at his house having a drink with him indicates that Grant Thomas was still very popular with the playing group and certainly hadn't lost the players.
1: Definitely, yeah. And again, that... That was that wasn't one. It wasn't a one off. It was almost um, a natural thing to go around there because that's how he'd coached. That's how he'd he'd been with with that group. And I'm not saying that everyone loved him because that that's just not possible, yeah. is it? In a squad of forty, there were you know the people that, um, uh, they there, probably there, marked harder there's or the a, players. There's yeah. a
2: personal side to Grant Thomas.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So that just seemed like the natural thing to do. And yeah, he he did that that period. He he um he did have that group playing for him.
0: Yeah. Then Ross Lyon comes in. Walk us through that transition. Yeah, it was interesting.
1: Um, you know, still a young player at the time. Uh, you, you almost go back to square one a bit. And okay. New guy comes in. I've got to, I've got to try and you know impress him. And yeah,
2: you got to do it. You-
1: yeah, that's right. And he'd come from Sydney, so that, you know, you knew he'd come from a really strong system, a team that we'd, um, you know, locked horns with over that period, and you knew what you know, you knew what they were about. Um, and you so you knew that he was going to bring a lot of a lot of um, Sydneyisms to to the group, which you know, which which he did. So, um, it, yeah, it was an interesting. period. And as I said, you, you don't have a lot, you don't have much time as a player to, to dwell on on what's happening. You got to you got to move forward and keep going. From a personal point of view, I'd, I'd finished that O six year, um, you know, in a, in a pretty average way physically. Um, and back then, and this was back then, the, the resources around the the. Um, sports science physical department weren't as strong I think so you know I look at the way that that, that um, clubs treat injuries these days like osteitis pubis and, and others um, and players just get so much uh, so much more resource thrown at them and so, and so you, your ability to, to uh, cope with those injuries and come out of them the other side is a lot better and um, and so I, I'd, yeah, it coincided with that period where I'd, um, you know, started to struggle, struggle physically. And looking back now, I just would have handled that side of things so much different. But, but we didn't know any better. If that makes sense. So it, it sort of moved into a, a couple of really or, or really tough years. Um, for me in terms of output, output on the field.
0: How do you mean you would have handled it differently? Oh, I just
1: would have, knowing, what, knowing how they do it now, knowing how to manage injuries now, I, I sort of became, even subconsciously, I, I, I lost the, um, I, I deferred to uh, not wanting to push myself. I became too conscious of every little, um, it's quite a debilitating injury, I became too conscious of every little um, you know, tweak, clink in, in my body. And it, and it sort of um, deferring to that meant that I I I didn't train at the level that I needed to to keep progressing and keep improving. If that makes sense.
2: And and not only that, you're the mentality of someone who can play with an injury, you know. So so that was part it, of it. Yep. There's yep. players that can play with an injury and contribute, and there's players that are useless uh, with. Pain threshold, mentally um, coping with you know, um, you know, playing with some type of injury, and but there's some who you know you look at Nick Reveal towards it. We knew that he had a bad knee. We we know he's got bone on bone. He's got bad knee, but you know what, Nick Revolt mate, yeah, you see him hobbling around there, but he's still having a huge impact Find on away. the game. Yeah. He's just finding a way. Yeah, he's probably physically seventy percent, but he was. He was still contributing like everyone else, even better at times. Um, so there's players like that that can get through and there's players that just go totally out the, the back door, whereas you're one who can go, do you know what? I'm, I'm not great, but I'll, I'll still get out there. Yeah. I'll still put my head over the footy. I'll still try and do that. But the long-term play, that doesn't help you. Yeah, that's and, right. It, yeah. If anything, it's, it
1: stops your career. Yeah, it can, yeah. And that's that was sort of the nature of, of – that sort of injury at the time that you could you could operate to yeah 70-75% and yeah sort of it's all change the way work. I played a bit yeah at, we think it'll help we'll think you'll improve yeah and work your way through it I, I still but feel once, like I'm, once they cut you open yeah yeah
2: you know and, and if they're sort of guessing themselves it's like what's the point of cutting me open but, you know back back then if Pilates was around which was I know Chris Judd focused heavily on the Pilates and. Yeah. And we all went down that track yeah, there for a while. Yeah. Back injuries and, yeah. and yeah. groins and that went through the roof. It was like we feel brand new again.
1: Yeah, and so you you, you can yeah you can manage you can cope it, but but you you, you don't do yourself uh, justice every time. And then things start to fall. Like you lose your power a bit. Your kicking um, falls away, and it becomes a bit uh, self fulfilling, and and uh, the external noise starts to come there, and you start you can you can. You, before, which which happened before you know it, you can spiral out of confidence a bit as well, and that sort of that that period there was that's that's what happened. There was a combination of yeah that um, not being prepared enough physically, uh, and trying to work through some some injuries and um, and it ended up being as as, me- as big a mental challenge as it did a physical challenge yeah, that, that little yep. period yeah.
2: And, and it's a bit of trial and error as well, as you said, with, with the fitness stuff. And the fitness staff are trying to do their very best. They're like, you know, because they're under pressure from the match committee. We need Luke Ball playing. We need him out in the field. So they're under pressure like, shit, we've got to get into a stage where we think we can get him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but – and then you've got the physio staff. They're guessing as well. I oh, will try a different way. You know, even by the end – when I finished 208 – we're still guessing at a few things, you know. I was I was having blood injections in my knee, yeah. which was inflaming my injury. It wasn't helping my injury; it was making mm. it worse. And it's like this, and so it's not until you go, "Well, let's try something else," or "Let's do this." So, it's you know, everyone's under pressure to keep those players out there and going. And you look at the Bulldogs this year. Do you know how many players they've used in their side throughout the year? Forty-one That's players. Amazing, right? yeah. forty-one players they've used. <laughs> In their AFL side. It's so it, it is, you know, there's so much pressure to try. And if anything, these days, I reckon, you know, they do use other players. Whereas back then, it was like, this right. is our best team. Get we need there. to get yeah. him out. He needs to play.
1: It's a hard yeah. enough game to play if you're fully fit and humming, isn't it? Let alone if, you, if you're oh, 70, yeah. 80%. Yeah.
3: History beckons the AFL footy finals are here. Be a part of the action with Tab's Same Game Multi where you can combine your favourite AFL markets like Head to Head, Anytime Goal Kicker and Total Disposals all in the one bet to get bigger odds. Available during the entire final series on the Tab app and website. Build your AFL Same Game Multi with Tab today. Tab, long may we play.
0: Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Well, under Ross Lyon, the Saints not only get back to a prelim in 2009, but go on and make the grand final. Unfortunately, another heartbreaking day. You led Geelong all day. Unfortunately, they just got over the top of you in the last quarter.
1: Yeah, well, we were the best team that year. And, and you know, Geelong were a great team. So that, that little period, and it was actually that period before the uh, the two expansion teams came in, there was some, you know, was just really, really great teams. And we'd sort of tracked with Geelong even going right back through to 2002 Um. But yeah, I think we'd won. I think we won eighteen or nineteen in a row that year, and dropped a couple coming to the finals. But you know, again, when you get there, you need you need everything going right on the day. When you've got two great sides coming up against each other, you need a bit of luck. Um, I, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't reflect on it too much. So you, you, every now and then, you wake up in a cold sweat for the ones that you lost. Grof. Um you tend to think about more those more than the ones that you, you won. But um, you had our opportunities. It was uh, it was two great teams, and in the end, there wasn't much that, that split it. it. Was moments, wasn't it? That um, we're talking tonight, yeah. Bit. Talking 209, 209, yeah.
2: Yep. The, the Zach Dawson moment, yep. Who did everything yep. right, yep. That you want as a defender. He's come off his man. He's, you know, because if if the ball goes perfectly, you know, to Zach's opponent, Zach, you know. Gets hung and dry, you know. Like, see, you, see you later, mate. What are you doing? What on earth are you doing? Whereas, that was almost the moment that wins you the match. You know, him coming almost, you know, the perfect play to yeah. do, to intercept or to put the ball where he needs to put it. Um It's it's fine. It's it is. fine yeah, moments, yeah. and yeah. they're coming off the year before where they were they felt. Correct. really bad yeah. about themselves because everyone was expecting them just to, to yeah. head down the highway with a cup. So, you know, there's a bit of hurt there and a, and a real sort of, you know, hard edge to them. Uh, it, it was, it was just, I love that grand final because it was just, just a grind. Yeah, and was. that's what, yeah. people want lots of goals, but I'm like, nah, I, I said, this is, this is about just hanging in there, yeah. finding a way to, to score, finding a way to Taking your moments, yeah. Which, yeah,
1: Paul Chapman obviously did at the end of the game as well. And in the first half, when I think we dominated the play, but but couldn't quite take those opportunities. And it was wet and windy, so um, you're right. It's uh, it's it's inches either way, isn't it? In games like that.
0: And that would be the last game you played for the St Kilda Football Club. Tell us about the move, and tell us about some of the comments Ross Lyon made publicly following that split.
1: Uh, Well, it was the hardest thing that I had to that I'd. Uh, from a footy, footy point of view, obviously the hardest thing that I'd gone through um, by a long way. It was...
2: Is that because uh, of your friendships? As yeah, well? you yeah for great, sure. Yeah, I, yeah
1: exactly. You yeah, well, felt loyalty to that group. You did, you know, and, and we were hell-bent on trying to deliver that second premiership to the Saints um, and had fallen short. But the reality was at the time, and, and it took other people to to sort of convince me, really, tell me. and I, was, I mean, I still still now after 10 12 years on I still have the odd moment at the moment sitting at home you got a bit more time to think about things don't you the odd moment go oh I wonder if what if I had a stayed you know so there's always that um, but in the end people who knew me and saw that I was just struggling and and yeah, going right back probably in a period of 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 a not a love relationship with footy um, that a fresh starting I, I was 20 yeah, 24 sorry 25 at the end of that year that the, a fresh start Fresh set of fresh set of eyes on me might be a good might be the best thing, um, but it took a lot of convincing. You know, I wasn't, and even yeah, you know, back then there wasn't. I would have been a free agent, but it wasn't around then. So the trade period went through. I missed out on that. I said, okay, well, that, maybe that's telling me that that I do go back. But again, like, talking to people, they said, no, no, I really feel feel like you need this this. Um, this start you know is, that,
2: I, is I remember when Eddie it, Maguire rocked up in a Lexus and said <laughs> mate welcome to our club I think you need to come <laughs> <Yeah>. with us <laughs> not
1: quite I do, I do remember going to Mick's house yeah, yeah so he was the coach at the time and and um, and the conversation it wasn't wasn't about X's and O's of footy it was around and I would have said something similar to that mate I'm not really like it at the moment the conversation would have been around um, well that would be you know that would be the first port of call you've got to get enjoying mm. playing footy again so even then it was yeah it was a really um, as I said didn't get trade went um, didn't go through so had to go through had to go to the national draft again so it felt like a kid again um, and had to sort of work away to Collingwood's first pick was uh, you know manager Paul Connors at the time did a lot of work on this he he sort of said don't you you just go and I remember I was training with the old Zabs at the time or training with with another bloke at the yeah he was yeah old boy as well he was yeah I'll sort of I'll handle it um, and I sort of found myself to the Collingwood in yeah, the national draft, getting picked mm-hmm. with all these 18-year-old kids.
2: But you would have enjoyed that, going back to the old boys and just training with them for a little bit just to keep yourself ticking along. You would well, have well, enjoyed that.
1: Was part, that well, that's right, yeah. So, And then, you know, I remember walking away from one of those, and she you know, said, maybe I'll just play here and get oh, on with no, life, but you know. That was a thought, yeah. But, but no, thankfully, yeah, obviously, I'd, um, I got an amazing opportunity, and... The day after, or two days after that, the draft was on the plane to Arizona. They were already over there. Um, so again, another fantastic opportunity that, that um that you get from being in footy to, to you know experience something like that.
2: Now, when they sent you over, you know, a new recruit, did they send you up the front of the plane? You know, being a more a senior type. <laughs> Come on, don't lie. I don't think I did. I'm I'd
1: remember if I would. You, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have a few of the well, the responses down the back. I was probably expecting it, so I think I walked in. And I'm, I'm surely you went to the front and went to turn left, and the lady said, Oh no, no, back that way, no, son." No, surely not. That's oh, no, the no, no, no way I'm to prob- treat. I would remember that. Boom, recruit. No, and I, you know what? I would have said, "Don't send me up the front." Imagine that. Imagine if the word were true to the boys at the club who would have been, who would have been in coach. <laughs> I need to
2: go up the front, but they go, "But you've got little legs." I'm gonna like, yes, roll up and yeah, then <laughs> roll up,
1: roll up with the boys thinking that i have been up the front. You know, nah, nah, down the back.
0: And the departure with Ross? Oh,
1: look, we yeah, we, everyone, everyone feels like, and I still see him, everyone. I know at the time it was it was played up a bit, and we, yeah, we. I so say we had a professional falling out. I. He was a he was a terrific coach for that group. The results show that. You know. but he, he obviously just wasn't the right coach for me at that time. Uh, and and again, I re, you know I reflect back on that and think, oh mate, what if I had a stayed and tried to tried to you know turn it around and and not listen? But um, but at the time, yeah, we we just we we weren't the right coach and player for each other. So that that's I got no problem with it. I I know it's um. It'd be it'd be sexy if I said, oh no, we had a massive dust up and fall out and, and we hate each other and, and I can't stand him and all that sort of stuff. That, that's just not not the case. It's oh, not very nice to say. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not the case. It just wasn't it wasn't right at the time. Um, and uh, and and that's how you know that's how it was. I, you know, the, you mentioned there was stuff said. The, the tensions were high. I was a I was a um, 140 game high draft pick who walked out. Or who who left the club and did, they didn't get anything in return. So, understanding from a supporters' point of view, they had to they had to sell something. They had to sell that message. And, um, and part of what Paul, the message at the time was that if you're listening to everything, you you will you won't want to, you know, you will want to walk away. So I didn't I didn't I, I tried to block all that out at the time, understanding that it was. And we just played a losing grand final, so understanding that it was it was going to be a bit of a, a bit of a circus. Um, but now nah, we're you know, looking back now, it was um, it was just a it was a tough period, but just a chapter. You know, in, in the in the footy career, How he, he was
2: he was always really tough to play against Ross Lyon. Like I, like St Kilda, my memory for when he took over is you could never run straight towards the goals. You would always, you know, you'd run around with Jason Blake. Yeah, um, but he would be there, and you could never run directly towards the goals. You'd always have to run sideways, and then. Um, so Ross Lyon, he's married to Tony, Tony Woods' sister, Sister, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then the more digging you, um, you do is like, oh, hang on, he focused heavily on lacrosse and the way that um, they – play lacrosse because some people throw yeah. the ball really well on certain sides so you're always trying to corral them to the bad side um, so yeah. and I wasn't sure if that's true or not true but was that something that oh, came into play? I have heard the
1: lacrosse one but he definitely honed I mean, you started a bit uh, at Hawthorne in 08 that won you that flag but he really honed and perfected that team defence that really owning and, and it all aided on the ground or in, when they've got the footy you're all involved in getting it back um, and you know, at its best, so we won nine in a row. At its best, you, yeah. you just see this 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 team defense moving in sync together. Um,
2: yeah, it, it, at, it was very difficult to run to, straight.
1: That's right, hard to score again. You know, yeah. We, yeah, that's right. So, um, and that's still been. That's been iterated, hasn't it? And that's still yeah. out there today, really. That's what every team, yeah. best defences are, are doing. The Melbourne are doing at the moment. The
2: teams have trained so much, they're getting better at taking ground, going forward, being a bit Well, risky. they are and they are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the
1: scoring, that, that's right. You, you can't score against Melbourne this year because that's how they defend, isn't it? So um, it still stacks up. It yeah. is. The, the people who the people who lament the, the days of high scoring, exciting footy, that's sort of where it – that was almost the genesis of it back then, I think, 08, 09.
0: And in like a movie, you go on and you reach the grand final with Collingwood in yeah. your first season at the club, and you come up against drumroll please. Of course, your former of team, course. St Kilda. Of course. What was the week like? Think about back to the parade and whatnot, and you've got all these St Kilda supporters who adored you for the last <laughs> seven years, and now you're trying to break their heart on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, it, it wasn't great. I, I'm, yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that week. And it's funny, I, working at footy clubs in recent times, a, a lot of a lot more, which is. Necessary. A lot more attention is focused on the mental side of the game, the mental skills required to um, yeah, be present, you know, not think too far ahead, um, control anxiety, all that sort of stuff. My anxiety that week started pretty early on, obviously, and um, and I really did. And I, and I'd finished the prelim, I'd 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 finish on the bench. I had a bit of a hammy tweak, or really bad cramp in my hammy. Um, so you know, I started the week in the hyperbaric chamber. Anyway, which is you know, it's not ideal for grand final week. Right well, through, right through a
2: to, nice distraction though. If uh,
1: yeah, well, or too, too much right. time no, to think. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> or just too much time to worry about whether I was going to be physically able to to compete on the big day. You know, so right through to the parade where it, you know, it wasn't. It, oh, you're right. I had some supporters not happy with me on one side of the street and all that sort of stuff. So, um, build it up too too much and and played accordingly. Played really poorly. Uh, in that game, and thank goodness we got the opportunity to come back the week after.
0: You were probably the only person on the ground that was happy it was a draw because, as you said, you were on the bench at the end. You said personally you didn't play well, so it was going to be lose-lose for you. It was either Collingwood won and you didn't contribute yep. or you left the team and then they won the flag.
1: Yeah, I was sitting right, I finished on the bench, and, I, and with a couple of minutes to go, I, I'd probably started playing out all those scenarios in my head, You know what the, what the front page of the paper was going to look like tomorrow. Uh, either way. Uh, and in the end I, I, I probably didn't even think of a draw but in the end the siren goes oh okay uh, alright we're back next week aren't we and I know there was confusion out in the ground but I'd pretty quickly uh, come to terms with that and, and turned it to sort of opportunity a bit from a personal point of view I, you know, that, that week went terribly played horribly lucky to get a second chance next week and
2: the, the next week, I thought, oh, Collingwood can't lose this. Uh, were you aware that, um, you know, St Kilda going into the grand final, a lot of pain killing injections, a lot of players right on the edge, and they, they were amazing, really, when you think about it. They threw everything possible yeah. um, at you guys, almost got there, um, just fell short. I thought there's no way they can back up because when you're in that situation as a player, you know, you go the pain killing injections some for the first time that's your last resort and then hang on I've got to try and recover and go again so it was always going to be a bit of a disaster did you you would have had great awareness, awareness of that of because that. of um, you know your connection and obviously you know friendship with a lot of those people
1: well they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have told me that no, but, no, no but, but you, but you but would it have it did, all did, out. Did, you did have that feeling that we'd finished even though we oh, you who know, you argue we got out of jail who knows uh, in the in the draw and the numbers on that day in terms of you know inside fifth all that sort of stuff particularly in that first half showed that we were we should have been um you know further further ahead and you're right there was some you know herculean efforts from some of the Saints um superstars in that second half but you did have the sense that that uh, that we'd finished in better um and we'd be in better nick for the week after's game uh, and it was just a lot more of a normal week the week after. I mean the crowds still came to training all that sort of stuff but there was no parade obviously no brand no all that sort of yeah so there was just a bit a lot more of a normal week and and I think we had a younger group. We had a we're pretty young team that Collingwood team. Um so they it's almost like um I mean how good you can experience a grand final without losing one. Yeah. And you only have to wait a week after to play in another one. Yep. So they were better the week after the the younger guys. And, and we, just in, we were just in better better nick, I think. Um, and that's how I played out the week after.
0: And in racing terms, you looked the winner a long way from home, a 56-point victory. And you said yourself you didn't play well the week before. You were outstanding in the replay. 25 disposals, had a big impact. Did you enjoy the day? Uh,
1: I, I, I did, yeah. I enjoyed that day a bit more, yeah, for sure. It just, again, it felt a bit more normal. It felt like... The, uh, the 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 pressure was off a bit from that group, and you're right. Pretty early on, it looked like he just had a sense that that they were running on fumes a bit, mm. and that we were on top of the ground. And uh, certainly that last quarter, you know, that's a good position to be, in. you can you can enjoy the um, the last fifteen or so minutes of that when you when you know you've got the game in hand. Um, I, and I know you're going to ask next. So you're still always, from my point of view, always conscious of the fact that um, of the heartache that they were going to feel. Yeah. Again,
2: respectful. You were extremely. Yeah. The, the siren goes, you know, you embrace I went Strike to Lenny Hayes, if I know. remember correctly.
1: Oh, I think I was standing pretty close with him, yeah. Um, and you yeah, know, I'd felt that with them the year before when we thought we were the best team and, and, and didn't get it done against Geelong, so uh, I certainly knew what they were what they were feeling. And I mean, I get I asked about that. I, um, that was just a natural reaction, yeah. I just didn't, yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't. It no, didn't. You as don't, you don't want to rub, it rub it that
2: in didn't. anyone's face, especially when it's your mates. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, Sure. It's to- like ten years later, when you're having a beer and you just like, remember when we went there, Oh no, uh, you didn't do that.
1: Oh well, yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. but uh, <laughs> and you know, once that, once everything cleared a bit, and, and uh we well, you know we were out on the ground, as you know, that that's a wonderful time. But that that little moment there, or that moment in time, I didn't really feel. Well, that was just my natural reaction to to um to the fact that I knew what they be they be feeling.
0: Well, it's a nice reaction to have to show empathy straight away
1: yeah yeah I again I didn't it wasn't manufactured it just how it was just how I it was pretty unique wasn't it i you know I'd only had the twelve months with that group which was amazing that I was with they'd helped me re you know re-spark my career a bit but I had the previous eight not eight years with that group and we'd just fallen short twelve months earlier so it was a, it was a bit unique and um, part of me looks back now and and feels like because I because we didn't experience it again, um, yeah, maybe maybe I didn't enjoy it as much. But I think, again, once everything had cleared, you you realise the and for me being new to the to with that club, it was as much about doing the lap of honour, seeing the the joy it brought the supporters. You mentioned it earlier. That's the stuff where it really yeah uh, sinks in, doesn't it, and hits home. Yeah,
2: yeah. Where well, you, well, you look in the crowd, you see you know grown men and women, yeah. you know kids just in tears, yeah. in tears of joy, like. Wow, we actually made these guys yeah, happy. You know, yeah. it's a pretty powerful nice, yeah. situation to be in, especially, you know, the Collingwood Army, you know. I suppose you've got the Tiger Army and the Collingwood yeah. supporters are pretty vocal and, you know, very passionate, so... It's, it's pretty amazing, you know, to be a part of that. But I, I do remember you. You know, you were very respectful the way you went about it, and you know, you could see mix of emotions. But then I'm sure when you were locked away, just with your, your Collingwood yeah. team, and when Mick Malthouse shut the door and just said, you know, I'm sure just the relief and the satisfaction, you know, was like no other. And it's funny you have people come in and, and talk about, oh, I don't, you know, it wasn't to be. I never won a premiership and so forth. I, it would eat away at me. Until the day I die, if I wasn't a part of a premiership. Um, and I don't know about yourself, but, um, you know, I hear, um, you know, other people talk about still eats away at me. Others go, no, I've moved on, I've put that away. But I know inside me is like, no, nah, I, I need, I've dreamt of being yeah. a part of a premiership. You know, I've been, I want to be a part of a team. And when you finally have that, you know, you go, oh, tick that box. Yeah. But, you can, you know, you can generally feel with a lot of players. There's still a lot of unfinished business, even though the careers, um, you know, long, long L- moved and, on. And yeah. Done and yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's interesting, one, isn't it? Yeah, oh, It's like anything, isn't it? If you if you works invested so much into something and just not not got it, uh, yeah, I can understand that for sure. Um, yeah, I think going back to what we said earlier around, yeah, footy was something that I did. It was a chapter, um, regardless of. The success I had in it, and then you move on to other things, and a lot of those, a lot of those people have Some of them are coaching, and that's probably what drives that side of their yeah, career yep. as well, isn't it? Um, from my point of view, I even though I was lucky enough to get one, and I still see a lot of those Saints boys, um, and we're you know we're we're mates. Um, I know it doesn't define it, it doesn't define me that I won one. You know, yeah, it was it was, yeah, yep. it was yep. amazing. Um, it's a great little bond that I've got with that group but um,
2: it is a good little group isn't it like because yeah. i often see you know that all you guys are hanging out together you know there's a great connection there from from during those those hard years where you finally got that team going really well and and i i, I completely agree but i i don't know i just think something inside yeah. i don't know just that 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 drive and that determination and that just you know, I'm a small man as it is, but that little chip on your shoulder would just sort of be there forever, going, "Oh, why didn't we? Why didn't we find a way?" You know. Well, I said it. Up? I mean, I,
1: yeah, I was lucky, but I, I think about the ones that that we missed out on more than yeah than yep. the one we won. You do, yeah. Yep. Not not often, but. <laughs> Probably every six weeks, just sort of. Every six, <laughs> not often, but every six every weeks. Every six to eight weeks, you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, oh, should I have smothered that or could I have run a bit out of there? Yeah. Why, not,
2: it's not a great way to do it. it? <laughs> why did I kick it the Milne? I knew he'd kick it from the pocket. Yeah. He was going to miss. Yeah. Why, yeah. why didn't I have a shot?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, 12 months later, Collingwood absolutely steamrolls through the home and away season and end up back in a grand final up against Geelong. Now, it felt like a bit of momentum switched between the two teams when the Cats beat Geelong at the end of the home and away season, but you must have been pretty confident going to that grand final. Well, they
1: were only team to beat us that year three times. And again, we were the best team that year. We, so we draw, uh, won the replay, only had a quick turnaround, back to Arizona. Uh, I was As fit as I've ever been, and the whole group. Wahami hit the hit the ground running in two thousand eleven. I think we won, yeah, you know, fourteen in a row, whatever it was, and we were clearly the best team, but again, just just didn't time our run, peaked a bit too early. Didak injured, Jolly injured, Reed injured, um and we'd added Tarrant. You Coach, we, no, no, not not eleven. No, not no, not, no, not eleven. No, so it was to be mixed last year, but that didn't have any we added Cracker and Tarrant, so we yeah. Um but just peaked a bit too early. And again, Geelong, great team. Um and it could have gone either way in the day and um that's the one you go, Oh god, uh, I try not to think about it too much but um every two, Tom, Haw- I mean, Tom Hawkins weeks. is still doing it, yeah, yeah. Every three weeks. He <laughs> <laughs> he played one of the great halves of footy ever in a grand final. He didn't he didn't kick a, ba- a bag, but if you're I mean, Geelong supporters I'm sure. Go back and watch Tom Hawkins' second half of the two thousand eleven grand final. Um it was incredible. I don't, he would have only been early twenties then. Um and it took Something like that, because you remember Zadley went down, broke his collarbone, so that opened things up, and all of a sudden Hawkins just took over, and it was um it was Carey like Corf. He had to step up. I don't want to think he about did it too. Your boy but he from did. Finlay. that's right. I thought your boy from a neighbour uh, of yours. Yep.
2: Yeah, and he's he's still doing it. Did it last week? Yeah, he is. Yep. Just was yep. amazing you know, career, especially after uh, not doing so well a few weeks ago against the same player. It just shows the character of the young man. Just gets out and says, "Right, I'm not going to let you beat me." two weeks or twice. Yeah, well, that's what know, champions do, so.
1: isn't it?
0: Yeah,
2: yep.
0: It is. Yeah. Now, Luke, we've loved having a chat to you today. We're going to finish with some really hard-hitting questions.
2: I thought we did do lots them, of hard Don't groups. make them too hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> best thing about the Saints supporters, best thing about the Collingwood supporters?
2: Uh, they're, I mean, the support, they're... They're completely different, those two supporter groups, aren't they? Well, really, when you think about it, because like, there's, there's a lot of heartache there with the Saints supporters. Yeah, objectively they
1: are. Yeah, yeah. but they I mean, the Collingwood supporters will, will point to the fact that, you know, they they had that period of, of losing grand final after grand final as well, right through to um, when they broke the – in 1990. There. But um, in terms of – I mean, they're both – and this is across the board, obviously, so it's a bit of a, um, you know, sit-on-the-fence type of answer. But you just the, – the love that they have for the place. St Kilda's obviously smaller. So, you know, people ask, what's the difference between – Everything's just on a slightly grander scale at Collingwood. That's what what I found. But in terms of the people, um, and, you know, I wasn't a massive name like you, Croft. You would have had thousands. But there there were still some uh, supporters from each club that, for whatever reason, um, took a bit of a liking to me or had an affinity with me. Um, and they'd, they'd be the ones that every month or so would come down to training and you'd, you'd have a chat to them afterwards and get a photo and... Uh, I remember one of them, you know, at the end of the season, um, presented me back with a little sort of photo board that she she created, little things like that. So that's what, um, and that's why you, that's why you, uh, that is why, not why you play, but that's when you realise that um, it is special what you're doing. Um, uh, You know, there was another one at, Another one who was uh, who I ran out with in my of the game actually Collingwood who was a little I think she was 10 at the time going through a really tough time sick um, and and had reached out to me again for whatever reason yeah. she liked number 12 and 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 I've sort of kept in touch with her and all of a sudden I got a, an invitation to her 18th birthday and she's healthy and oh, so cool. little things like wow. that are great yep. um, so it doesn't really answer your question other than the fact that there's more of them Collingwood supporters but this but they're also um, passionate about their club and sometimes we maybe because we were lucky enough to play you get a bit, little bit flippant about and I do it a little bit sort of uh, de- desensitised around footy and, and what it means but um, yeah they're, they're both great supporter groups and yeah. I you know from a stage view, I really hope that they do deliver that premiership number two at some stage in the near future because they do I, th- I
2: think we all, do we all want that yeah I think and, so yeah. you know like I used to get not not Jealous. I just used to think, how good are these Collins supporters? They're so vocal. Yeah. They just give you a hard time. I love it. This is fantastic. When you're
1: going, well, yeah, well, it was a great yeah, there. That, so that, those two teams, you know, because we, we were going, so you do you do feel you feel a bit. Rocks, as close as we're ever down here in Little yeah. Melbourne, as close as we're ever going to get to feel like a rock star.
2: Yeah, Collingwood way. And, <laughs> and I reckon, you know, the supporters, when they would have met you, especially the older ones, they would have looked at those teeth and they would have said, wish I had teeth like that. <laughs> <You know, laughs> here it is, there it is.
1: Two <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. so hours, are we, hour and a half in? Yeah, <laughs> He's timed
2: uh, it with
1: some great right mouth. For, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I love their supporters. They're very passionate. It's good. That's the way you want it to be, you know.
0: Any relationships fractured with your teammates when you left St Kilda? And what's it like now?
1: There was at the time, yeah. Um, yeah I don't think too – because it wasn't – it was not about them, but I can understand them being a bit, you know, being a bit dirty. dirty and it was more around the lack and, – and part of this was on me, and I would have done things a bit differently too, but it all happened so quick. A lack of understanding of why I felt like I had to leave. Um, and then that, that I took a lot of convincing that it wasn't me just walking out. So um, – it was challenging for a while there, but but oh, time heals, and and uh, where where I still catch up with, especially that that cohort around me that got drafted, um, and one of them married my sister, you know, Matt, so he's a brother-in-law, <laughs> Goose, um, Matt Maguire? yeah. So well, he actually left the same year I did. He went to Brisbane, um, but yeah, I see Rui a yep. lot, and, and and Joey and Dal and, and a, uh, a handful of, of think- us, and we've all got young kids now. So you just you just your life just moves on. Well, look out, father, son. Hey, bring we it on. We have three, do- three it, it, girls, mate. Oh, have you?
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Rui's got three well, boys. boys. Yeah, yeah, Miguel Santa lot, yeah. can steer them along. He's now yeah. the coach. But it, it, once you're out of it, you then go, oh, you know, I was so yeah. you know, focused on why would they do that or why would they want to yeah. leave and not want to be a part of our team, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But once once you accept all that, you go, oh, you know. Whatever works yep. for the individual, as yep. long as they're happy in a good space, you know, and you've been justified because you went on and, and you know, you're part of a, a fantastic team at Collingwood. You've had premiership success, something that, you know, it's going to live in your memory for the rest of your life, something that you'd be very proud of. And you can't argue with that. You can't. You can't debate that, you know, and at the end of the day, you just want players to be in a good space and and enjoying their footy. And I'm sure you enjoyed your footy
0: when you were
1: winning at
2: Collingwood.
0: <laughs> Best sledge you ever heard on the footy field?
1: Oh, I think this one's reasonably well known. Um, uh, I play with Brett Voss, and, and Michael, was, Michael was one of my favourite players Is a you know, late teens. Yes. Just loved the way he played, and then you know, lucky enough to play on him. And as a skinny kid, I remember the first time I, you know, went near him, and he probably—I think he probably knew that I revered him and loved him. Um, but he wasn't going to pat me on the back and say, do "You want an autograph, son?" It yeah, was a—it yeah. was a sharp forearm across the chest. <laughs> 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 um, and I think I thanked him for it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
2: But I I'm, three weeks these days.
1: Actually, I'm going to get it mis- this mixed up. But I—but we used to play Brett on Michael a bit, and I think it was Michael who said to Brett. That um okay mate, you can run around with me all day, but my dad slept with your mum. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? It's um, it's it's been told a bit, but uh, yeah. That, and we had a couple of good yappers. Like Milne was the best yapper, but he he, he sort of make a, heep, a bit. He didn't make a heap yeah, of sense. Like, yeah. what, what did he? What and did I don't think say? he had many, I think he was many sort of sharp one-liners like that. <laughs> it was more just. Um, yeah, you know, the, the speed and intensity with which he uh, delivered it. But
2: he was a wonderful. Boss was a good. That was a good one. That is a good one. He, how,
1: how good was Milne? Unbelievable player. When no, you like think it,
2: about the position he played? All time great.
1: All time great. The amount
2: of goals that he would kick. He he, he was he, he was phenomenal. It, and over five hundred.
1: There's Somehow allow him yeah, yeah, yeah. to not
2: so, be a part of this. So if
1: Eddie Betts, yeah, it's called the last 20 years. Eddie Betts, you know, maybe the, the hmm. number one small forward in terms of numbers. Milne's in oh, the conversation. Yeah, not yeah. far off. Oh, 100%. You know. Didn't he kick,
2: did he kick 11 Kicked one Kicked 11
1: against Brisbane here in... Yeah, in uh, 2005. Imagine yeah. the yep, and he would be doing yeah, that day. Yeah. So Mick was funny. Um, <laughs> Tom, I, you know, I probably can't remember too many of them. He was good. And then you know Ross had a couple of good ones too. Rui tells that one about you know no ta- no tackles. Rewalt no tackles for the year. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, for the you, year. Should, you say, I, yeah, I, I wish you had rid- I, are are you wish got, I you yeah, had a. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm, kicking I, the goal exactly on the band yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wish you, you had to write them down at the time because I'm not great yeah, at recalling them.
2: What about the the Rat Pack? You know, like with Heath Shaw, Dane Swan, Daisy Thomas.
1: Yeah, you I'd like this kid. Like to think that I was uh, an accepted uh, outsider of the rack pack. You know, well, I, I certainly didn't qualify. My my resume didn't stack up. My CV wasn't. You know, didn't stack up, and I didn't even bother submitting it to be honest. But I'd like to think that I was respected enough to be able to infiltrate every now and then. But yeah. they were fun. And to be honest, they to be serious for a sec. They guys like Swan were great. So how you know the, the i guess the mental state that I was in when I went to the club guys like that were great because they allowed me to, to see that um i mean they did love they, they did it their own way and they did enjoy what they were doing um whereas I was you know like this this but so those guys like that allowed me to just free up a little bit mm. and just realize that it doesn't have to be like this you know you can you can do a bit of both I was never going to be like them but yeah yeah um
2: just a whole different perspective, yeah, isn't it? And yeah, like yeah. Footy clubs are made up with so many different characters, people, yeah. They were great. I can yeah. imagine center bounce you come in, you yeah, Dane Swan there, yeah. you know, or maybe Heath Shaw pushing up the field or, or Daisy Thomas. Yeah. I could imagine some conversations yeah. you'd have no idea. You go, What are, no. what are you boys doing? Or what yeah, are you actually right. talking
1: about? Well the less you told those bikes the better. Look, <laughs> like, they just have to play, you know. So um so that was great. They they were a good the, you know, to, to come across those guys at the point of time I was at was 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 good, good for me. Yeah.
0: And final question: Apart from the premiership, Luke Ball's favourite footy moment was.
1: Uh, I mentioned it earlier, and this might sound a little bit cheesy, but um, and I think as you get a bit old, you look back the the moments where you can have an impact on a young and again being a dad now, that where you can have an impact on a young kid's life who mightn't. Uh, be as fortunate as others or has been through a bit, they're the ones, I think, Crawford, I know you've been massive in this space too. Um, You know, they're they're the ones that you remember a bit. Um, And as I said, I got a message inviting me to this young girl's 18th birthday birthday party, COVID's... um,
2: That's the one you ran out with on your... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, you know, I
1: haven't heard from her, but they're they're the... That's the good stuff, I think, yeah. Like, it is... Don't get me wrong. It was the best job, and I remember saying that when I... you know. When I've retired, it is the best job um, you can have, and it's going to be hard to replace. Um, so it's a combination, but and that's what makes it so good. I think it's a combination of the the uh, the achievements you can have with a group of guys that you spend so much time with and, and work hard with, and then the impact you can have on on people who would love to probably be doing what you're doing, and or, or have just been through some tough times. I think that's the, the combination of those two is what makes it so special. And players are good at are really good at that and a lot of them do it they don't do it yeah. for pats on the back they just do it uh, Alistair
2: Clarkson's the best there you go yeah, he's incredible That's what makes him, what makes him yeah. such a great coach yeah. so uh genuine and different but what about um so i know we're going to end in a sec but what about the the next phase for Luke Ball
1: so what do you yeah, want to I, well, do? i've been finished Football, by yeah
2: work what what
1: um finished what do you want by, to do? i finished I finished play 7 years ago all of a sudden and and, and I stayed in footy. I had a couple of really good opportunities to stay at, um, at the headquarters for a bit, for a few years, and I went and worked at Essendon for a few years in that sort of development leadership space. Um, and was a casualty of, casualty of that uh, of COVID, obviously last year. But to be honest, I, I probably um, I probably always harboured uh, a desire to, to experience. Life outside of footy, a bit so that that forced my hand on that a bit. And, and for the last since January, I've been working in in, in a, with a financial advisory group um, in St Kilda and loving it. It's been challenging, I've had to learn a whole new set of technical um, skills. Um, but the big part of the role is around that sort of relationship management and working with people. And that's the stuff that you do get experience with in footy, and that's the stuff where I feel like I've had a really good grounding in footy. And I've got no doubt that. that is what might have attracted um, you know my employer now to to bring me on board, even though I've had very little experience in the industry. Um, the 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 experience you get from a very young age, right through my footy, um, almost twenty years in footy, I think is is holding me in good stead in, in a new industry where I've gone back to to being at the at the bottom of the the ladder. So, um, really enjoying that for now. Uh, you know, and enjoying just being able to watch the footy and not not working in it day in, day out.
2: I'm sure getting 98, you know, in, in your last year at school. Um, <laughs> no, that, you're obviously a quick learner, so I'm sure it'll all come to you. Well, you know, yeah, very, as I very, said, very that, that was the peak of my uh, intellectual
1: powers, Croft. It's just sort of been slightly downhill since then. Well, there you go. So Quinty, So
2: every time Quinny wins a bucket full of money, which happens every third or fourth week, yeah, um, well, well be I said, able to come and invest and do and will be able to steer in the right well, direction? Well,
1: I'm hoping to walk out of here with a red hot tip for this week. And I said to him, I've got a good mate from <laughs> school who's Nick Quinn as well, who gets mixed up was Nick who, who gets mistaken for for uh, Nick Quinn, the uh, the punting guru. He he's a punter, but he's a mug punter. He's a he's a shocker. Um, so poor. I'd like, I'd like, a I'd, like a, I'd like a good good tip from Nick Quinn, the punter. Oh, well,
2: first go. starter
0: called Mornington Glory. <laughs> Keep your eye out. david <laughs> <laughs> He might give very... you a uh,
2: tip on the footy this week.
0: Luke, we've loved having a chat. Thank you so much, and congratulations on a great career for the Saints and Pies.
1: Thanks, guys. Enjoy the chat. Good on you, mate.
3: History beckons, the AFL footy finals are here. Be a part of the action with Tab's Same Game Multi, where you can combine your favourite AFL markets, like head-to-head, anytime goal kicker and total disposals, all in the one bet to get bigger odds. Available during the entire final series on the Tab app and website. Build your AFL Same Game Multi with Tab today. Tab, long may we play.
0: Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858.